Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host, and it is my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience as we study together the Word of God. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, we're in a verse-by-verse study of the book of Acts. Last time together, we left off in the 15th chapter around the 38th verse, and that's where we're going to pick it up. But as always, let us approach the throne of grace. Father, we thank you once again for allowing us to come into your presence for the study of your Word. We ask now, O oh Lord, that you would just bless this time together, Father, that you would just open our hearts and minds to be receptive unto your word, that we might be more conformed to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask this all in Jesus' name, for his name's sake. Amen. As I was stating, let's look at the 15th chapter of the book of Acts. And actually, we're going to pick it up in, in verse 39. We left off in verse 38. And... The contention was so sharp between them that they departed the sunder one from another. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicilia, confirming the churches. Now let's see what happened here. Barnabas and Saul, Paul, had been working closely together, but there was a young man by the name of John Mark. And John Mark had let them down once before by returning home. Now, there had been some conflict, if you will, that, that, that arose between Paul and Barnabas over this young man, John Mark. Well, what I want to discuss for a few moments is, what do we do in the body of Christ when there is conflict? Now, I'm here to say that conflict is not always bad. But conflict becomes a sore point when we allow divisions and, and bitter words and uh, separation and factions to take place when we become bitter enemies because we have a, a difference of opinion. Now, one of the things we must do is that conflict does exist because a person is exerting his own authority, trying to get his own way, resisting change, maintaining tradition, seeking his own purposes, jealous of the other person, seeking to keep things the way they are. You know, as we as humans hate change, we, we do not embrace change. Change is always difficult at best. And so therefore, when somebody is introducing change, there automatically comes with it conflict. But we need to sit down at the table and talk to one another. Now, I'm using some notes from the uh, Preacher Sermon Outline Bible. It says, Paul was the person who made the suggestion to revisit the mission churches, and Barnabas agreed with him. Now, the honest uh, conflict arose from a genuine difference about taking this young man, John Mark, with them. So we see that the contention had grown to such a point that they went their separate ways. Barnabas took John Mark, and Paul took Silas. Now, God had a plan in all of this, even though that wasn't the best of ideas that, that Paul and Barnabas would, would, would uh, go separate ways because of contention. But, 
You know, the, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that all things happen for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. In fact, early on in this study, we saw how the Lord even allowed his own church to become persecuted because Jesus in the first chapter said that you, they were to take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth, but they got comfortable around the area of Jerusalem. And so therefore, when the church became persecuted, then the gospel was spread. So we find now that even though this is not the ideal set of circumstances, Paul and Barnabas separating because of conflict, but God uses this in a, in a very specific way because now he's got two mission teams, if you will, going in various directions. So let's, let's move on to uh, chapter 16, but I, I just need to make sure that we understand that when there is conflict in the house of the Lord, we need to do our all to bring things back on an even keel. Because when we leave conflict to the point where there, there remains uh, division and, and disunity, then that hurts the entire body. So sometimes something's got to give. Somebody's got to say, you know what, I was wrong. And and maybe I didn't see it from your point of view. And, and when we do have differences of points of view, then we need to make sure that we can work at making ourselves uh, clear of what we're trying to do and, and give the uh, party that differs with us an, a chance to, to be able to understand, or attempt to understand what it is we're doing. All right? So let's pick it up in chapter 16, verse 1. Then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of the of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Now, we find here in this 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 passage, this introduction here, that this is pointing out Paul's missionary journey, if you will. And now we see the beginning of, of discipleship, that is the making of, of faithful disciples. There's a significant change in the passage for it shows how Paul took Timothy under his care to develop him and grow him. And the idea of looking and gazing in a wondrous discovery at an unexpected surprise. In other words, Paul discovered this young man, Timothy, and Timothy's love and maturity in the Lord struck Paul to such a degree that Paul decided to take this young man under his care to develop him. Now, Timothy had a godly mother and a grandmother who were Jews, but he, there was also uh, other Christian believers around. But we also understand that Timothy had, a, let me say it this way, an unbelieving father, a Greek. He was not a follower of the Jewish God. He had been, uh, if he had been, Timothy would have been circumcised. He had an unsaved father. Timothy was therefore from a divided family spiritually, if you will. Now, Timothy had a godly testimony throughout this whole region. So now Paul comes to a point where he decides that he needs to have Timothy circumcised. Now, I want to spend a little time with this because I don't want anybody to misunderstand the reason for Paul having Timothy circumcised. Because remember, in previous programs, we had talked about the, the doing away with the rituals and how the Judaizers had come into the church and said that, hey, Greeks can join, but they first must keep the law and, and they must be circumcised. And, and Paul was, was vehemently, vehemently against that, knowing that circumcision does not save you and has nothing to do with your freedom in Christ. Amen. But here, Paul is doing a different thing here. Here, he's realizing that he does not 
get Timothy circumcised, then Jews will not hear him because they know that his father was a Greek. Now, Paul did a well-meaning compromise, and, 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 and again, Paul did this of himself, and as a Jew, Timothy needed to be circumcised if he was going to minister to the Jews. As long as he remained uncircumcised, he would be considered a heathen, denying the very sign of circumcision, which is ritual, that God had given to show that a person truly followed him by being circumcised. But the Jews would never let Timothy preach in their synagogue. So Paul decided that Timothy needed to be circumcised so he could be heard. Now, Timothy's circumcision was based on a principle of expectancy. That is, it was because of the Jews. So sometimes we do find ourselves getting into those types of situations where we, we have to make a compromise in order to be heard. And, and I know that kind of sounds a little wishy-washy, and I hope that no one misunderstands what I'm saying because we don't want to ever compromise the Word of God. But sometimes in order to make an inroad, we do not compromise our standards, but sometimes we have to allow, like Paul, let me say it this way. Paul said, I've become all things to all men. Now, that means that when Paul was around different folks, he related to their uh, their, their, their cultures, their understanding, their belief systems, not that he was going to twist or pervert the word, but he first had to understand where they were coming from. And, and if Timothy had remained uncircumcised, then all the Jews in the synagogue would have heard, they wouldn't have heard him in the first place, but all they would have seen was he was a heathen and Paul was trying to place a heathen in the synagogue to preach the word of God. And they would not have heard him or uh, that, that wouldn't have gone very well at all. So now we know that Paul makes this compromise to get Timothy circumcised so they will hear what Timothy has to say. Let's look at verse 3 and then 4. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews, like I said, which were in the, the quarters, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and the elders which were at Jerusalem. So in other words, now that thou, now that Timothy is circumcised, him and Paul now are free to be able to tell those in the synagogues the testimony, the 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 the, the, the uh, word of the Lord that has been ordained by the apostles. Remember, early on in in the book of Acts, we talked about they studied the apostles. Doctrine. So it's so important that when doctrine is passed on, it's not changed, it's not perverted, it's not added to, it's not taken away from. And when we pass the word of God along in, in, in the right and a real sense, then all goes well and God gets the glory. God gets the glory. So the Holy Spirit had led the church in formulating and writing the message. So let's, let's look a little further in verse 5. And so were the churches established in faith and increased in their number daily. Now, that is something I get excited about because we see here that the Word of God was going forth and churches were being developed and the Word of God was enriching people's lives, leading them into the truth, leading them out of darkness and into the marvelous light. And I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, that's why I love the book of Acts so much. I realize it's not a doctrinal book. It is a historic book. But when we look at the history of the church, the birth of the church, the movements of the church, the mission of the church, we can use that as a yardstick to see how well we are doing in this day and age. Well, 
The clock on the wall says I need to wind this down, so I'm getting ready to close out this program for this week. But please tune in again next week. You can also visit us on the web at www.smbcmesa.org. Or you can stop by on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock for Bible studies, 9 a.m. Sunday morning for Sunday school, and 11 a.m. for worship service. You can also hear a rebroadcast of these, uh, these uh, teachings on uh, touchingheartschanginglives.podbean.com. Please pray for me as I pray for you, and tune in again next week. Take care, and God bless you. Touching Hearts and Changing Lives radio program is an outreach ministry of Shiloh Missionary Church and is hosted by Rev. Otley W. Holmes, Jr., Senior Pastor. Please join us every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on KXXT 1010. We're located at 56 South Robson Mesa, Arizona, 85210. It's right on the corner of Robson and First Avenue in downtown Mesa. Service times are Wednesday evening prayer meeting, 5.30 to 7 p.m. and Bible study, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9 a.m. Worship service is at 11 a.m. For more information, call 480-844-2687 or email sbchurch1011 at quest.net. Be sure to log on to the website www.smbcmesa.org. This program has been sponsored by the membership of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church.